There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Patience Adamu. And I'm Curtis Vermont. And this is The Drip, a podcast about political decision-making during a racial revolution. Stay tuned as we talk Canadian news and Black issues every single week. And if you support our work to keep you informed, please subscribe. On this week's episode, we discuss some of the top headlines from the week of November 28th, including... Canada's Parliament unanimously passing Bill C-4 to ban conversion therapy... Premier Ford's sweetheart deal with the 407 leaving us congested. (laughs) Free Crystal Kaiser. Barbados, the world's newest republic. And plenty more. To kick off our politics segment, our parliament unanimously passed Bill C-4 to ban conversion therapy. And that's worth celebrating. The conversion therapy bill has passed the House for the third time. This version of the bill was introduced on Monday for those not paying attention to the government's every move. It was the Liberals' third try at banning the practice since the first bill died last year when Trudeau paroled Parliament, and the second bill hadn't passed the Senate yet when he triggered the last election. The interesting thing about this time, Patience, is that it was the Conservatives who made a point of showing their support for the bill, a total 180 from when half their MPs voted against the second bill just a few months ago. Mm. As reported by The Star, quote, although dozens of them are on the record as opposing the ban, conservative MPs unanimously asked the House to pass the bill in a single step Wednesday, a move that came just minutes after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau castigated them for voting against it the last time around, end quote. It seems like this time the party don't want no smoke. No smoke. Since conservative support for the bill is widely seen as one of the reasons they never had a chance during the election, despite Mm. O'Toole himself being Mm. pro-LGBTQ. How many Tory MPs were inclined to vote against this bill this time was unclear, since nine who opposed it in the last parliament weren't even re-elected. At least one new Conservative MP, former leadership contender Leslie Lewis, was on the record as being very opposed to it. She is also a leader of the social conservative wing of the party, and her followers swinging to Aaron is why O'Toole is leader today. But honestly, who cares, though, at this point, right? What I'm curious about is how the bill will fare in the Senate. Conservative House Leader Gerard Deltel said it will be up to the senators to decide how to handle the legislation. And something tells me the cons there will throw everything they've got at it to water it down or slow it down. But we'll see. For the record, the current bill goes beyond the government's prior version by making it illegal to make anyone undergo conversion therapy even if they consent. The original bill allowed the practice for for consenting adults, despite criticism that a person can't properly consent to what amounts to fraud and torture. Exactly. The bill passed Wednesday would also make it a crime to remove a child from Canada for the purpose of conversion therapy, to promote or advertise the practice, or to receive financial, quote, or other material benefit, end quote, from providing conversion therapy. It would also order that advertisements for conversion therapy be removed. 
Overall, this was a good week for Canada. Thoughts on this major piece of legislation for Canada, Patience? I mean, huge, 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 huge. I do expect the Senate to really water this bad boy down. I think the conservatives that are in support of this bill are very much doing it for, you know, the votes and and for their base, which has shifted significantly. But the Senate doesn't have that same motivation, right? So I think that that will be really, really interesting. I I hope I'm wrong, though. Like, if it's possible that I'm wrong, it's possible that the Senate will just say, you know what, this is torture, and we are above that, we are past that as a nation. Um, But you never know. Uh, Definitely the fact that the folks who were like supportive of conversion therapy, the fact that they were not reelected, I think is huge. It's that something. I mean, obviously not every single one of those people are no longer in the conservative party and the base of the party hasn't changed. Um, but yeah, nine conservative MPs not elected on this issue. And we know that, you know, Trudeau did make this an issue in the election. Yeah, It does. It does tell us that the, the country is shifting it, it is progressing yeah. even if it's not doing so on every level that we'd like it to on key levels it is that makes me feel really proud i hope that the senate can see this as a sign that that they need to move a little bit as well that's one of the mm-hmm. the senate is is one of my love hate points of contention with with canada and with our system mm-hmm. uh, because i love the idea that we have a body that is basically independent right, right, right. Um, from public opinion because I, I hate when we when we as a country become so populist but at the same time i want there to be a body that is a reflection of where we want to be and sometimes the senate doesn't doesn't provide that but i, I look forward to, to seeing what happens. yeah i tend to agree like i i um the Senate has flexed its muscles before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure that this is one of the issues that they would want to do that on. Right. You think they're just going to let it go through? I think it'd be wise for them to do that. Like no rewrites, no nothing. No rewrites, no nothing. Okay. Interesting. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. Jump into our next political story. Duck Ford's sweetheart deal with the 407 leaving us congested. So, Patience, have you heard of Doug Ford's sweetheart deal with the 407? No, man. Tell me about it. So, it turns out he declined to collect a billion dollars in penalties from the owners of the 407, despite a contract to do so if traffic levels fall below a certain point. We know this because of internal documents obtained by the Star last week that revealed months of negotiating between the Transportation Ministry and the 407, which ended with the government not seeking the funds. And by the way... It seems the Ford government is on track to leave another billion dollars on the table this year as well. So that's $2 billion in total. For what reason? Well, the fee was triggered based on a minimum threshold in the concession and ground lease agreement, right? So how low did traffic volumes go? 407 financial records show that average workday trips dropped a lot because of COVID as of March 2020 from a high of 408,000 to 232 trips in 2019 to 233,155 trips today. That's a drop of 75%. So traffic volumes did begin to rebuild, you know, two months later in May. But even so, the 407 posted a net loss of 46.9 million in Q2 of 2020 compared to a net income of 147.1 million for the same period a year earlier. Mm. Now, the rub patience is that it didn't have to be that way. 
407 could have easily lowered tolls to entice more drivers to use the freeway, allowing them to earn more profit through increased volume. Oh, right. and by the way, our road networks would have been far less congested. Right. Instead, they froze tolls at February 2020 levels, then applied for financial relief and got sweetheart deals. And all while Ford has been loud and proud about his plans to build Highway 413, which would damage the green belt only to run parallel to the 407, which, as I've just shared, is underused. Mm -hmm. Someone make it make sense. We can't. And I'm not the only one who feels this way, right? Eco-justice environmental lawyer Laura Bowman, who, by the way, wrote a detailed legal analysis in opposition to Highway 413 that persuaded the feds to warn Premier Ford against building the highway, said, quote, this was an opportunity to negotiate, but it's like Ford's government has given up. It doesn't make much sense to have already built a large east-west highway, but not use it properly, mm -hmm. end quote. Peter Miasik, president of Transport Action Ontario, who thinks Ford's plan to invest in new highways would only lead to more gridlock, agreed, saying, quote, The door was open for the government to press for more truck traffic on the 407. They missed an opportunity to step away from constructing another environmentally destructive highway, end quote. I, for one, sincerely hope they don't get away with it. But honestly, the ball's in their core, man. So, Patience, what, what do you think about this story out of Queen's Park? Yo, is he dumb? <laughs> because I feel like I, I feel like the, the, the those the, that two billion dollars that he just forewent could have very easily gone into um, the, the the developments that they're building for for Metrolinks and for the Go Train to go further east. If that is indeed what we're trying to alleviate with traffic congestion, right? right so right. I, I'm not understanding why he's doing charity with for-profit organizations. Why are we doing this? I, it's crazy. It's it, crazy. It, like we, it's I, unbelievably, like, unfair. Um, yeah, I was going to say inappropriate, but it's more than inappropriate. Th th these are public funds, taxpayer dollars. He's always talking about like how how he doesn't misuse taxpayer dollars, and I think for a while he wasn't you know collecting a salary because he wanted you know the taxpayer dollars to work hard for for the people, and then you just completely like give up two billion dollars. I personally drive on the four hundred seven, and mm -hmm. I was one of those people. March twenty twenty just said mm, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like done. And haven't gone back, actually probably have gone back once or twice in the, you know, year and a half, more than a year and a half since the, since March 2020. And I definitely would have got on more often had they dropped the tolls, 100%. Mm. Um, so that's irresponsible of the 407 for not doing that or slash greedy. And that's exactly it. Like Ford, I, I don't, I don't get it. Does, does he think no one's going to bring it up? So I, I think that's what the case was. And sincerely, what I'm hoping, certainly I think what, what the stars hoping, others are hoping is that as we discuss this and we put everything into perspective, the fact that he is having sweetheart deals with the 407, but wants to build other highways that aren't necessarily needed. Right. Like, no, no, no. This isn't it. Nah, it really <laughs> it isn't. It doesn't make sense. There's a better way to do things, so I hope we I hope we all wake up and we uh, we vote this guy out next year, man. Yeah. Moving on to Blackity Black Black, uh, our story this week is focusing on the story of Crystal Kaiser, 
So, although we didn't speak about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, I think it goes without saying that the law in America, in in Canada, in North America, in the Western world, (laughs) is applied differently when there is a white man who is being defended. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict set a precedent in Wisconsin, and although it is an injustice, there's a group of advocates in Wisconsin looking to put that precedent to work. Crystal Kaiser, a black woman, was charged in 2018, then age 17, with first-degree homicide, the same charge as Rittenhouse, and the murder of Randall P. Voller III. Crystal and her supporters maintained that she was a sex trafficking victim and that Randall was sexually abusing and trafficking her. So Crystal traveled to Voller's house in June of 2018 and shot him twice in the head, Mm -hmm. set his house on fire, and stole his car. Randall had been trafficking Crystal, according to Crystal, from the time she was 16 years old and had previously been arrested, although not convicted, on child assault charges. This case and I get it, it's really intense, (laughs) is not that dissimilar from the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, who, may I remind you, voluntarily traveled across state lines with a semi-automatic weapon and ended up killing two people at a protest in 2018. And may I remind you, further, that he was recently found to have acted in self-defense and was acquitted of his homicide charges. Mm -hmm. If convicted, this first-degree murder charge alone carries a mandatory life sentence in the state of Wisconsin. So Crystal would get a mandatory life sentence. I, for one, am hoping that she gets the same deal as Kyle. Yep. I'm cheering for the defense that is working with Crystal um, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm not alone, right? So is Tarana Burke, who's the founder of the Me Too movement, and several social justice movements and organizations in Wisconsin. This case reminds me of the case of Centoya Brown, who Kim K, along with other celebrities, worked to have given clemency or lenience by the state of Tennessee. I think that was in 2019, 2018, 2019. And that was, like, under Trump, during Trump days. So this, frankly, getting Crystal some clemency should be relatively easy. Or getting her scot-free the way that Kyle was just, you know, given, proven innocent, (laughs) that should be easy. But again, like, I don't don't know what you think, Curtis, but, like, this is the epitome of using the master's tools against the, the, the master, against the system. Uh, it worked for Kyle, so we're hoping it'll work for a black woman. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. What do you think? I yeah. I I mean, that's the million dollar question. As you were talking, all I could think of, I mean, is is that all we've been asking for is consistency. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, let's see some of that here. Yeah. Jumping to stories from the world. This week was the week that the beautiful Caribbean nation of Barbados ripped itself from the clasps of colonialism and through a pop-filled ceremony declared that from this point on, it would solely be responsible for determining its destiny without influence. And God damn it, this Jamaican couldn't help but feel proud watching it all <laughs> unfold. From Hero Square in Bridgetown, crowds cheered, fireworks illuminated the sky, and 21-gun salutes rang out as Barbados in all its glory became the world's latest parliamentary republic on November 30th, 2021, on the dot, coinciding with the country's declaration of independence 55 years Mm. ago. Barbados' move from a constitutional monarchy to a republic was aided by a sweeping election 
win in 2018 for Prime Minister Mia Motley's Barbados Labour Party, which won all 30 seats in that parliament, paving the way for a successful vote. The Declaration of the Republic saw Dame Sandra Mason, formerly Governor General, installed as president by the Mm. Chief Justice. The celebration had plenty star power on hand, too, as Rihanna, excuse me, Ambassador Robin Rihanna Fenty, come on, was designated as National Hero of Barbados. Members are referred to as National Heroes and are accorded the style of the Right Excellent. The order recognizes the most prominent figures in Barbados history, and as of this year, Olympian the Right Excellent Garfield Solbers and Ambassador the Right Excellent Robin Rihanna Fenty are the only two persons living conferred with the title. As President Sandra Mason said in her installation speech during the ceremony, quote, Vessel Republic Barbados has set sail on her maiden voyage. May she weather all storms and land our country and citizens safely on the horizons and shores which are ahead of us, end quote. Indeed, indeed, what a time to be alive and what a time to be a Caribbean native. Any thoughts to share? On the world's newest republic, Barbados, Patience? I have a question. So the, uh, are they mm-hmm. still part of the Commonwealth? They are still a part of the Commonwealth. Yes, they are. I love it. I love it. So they, mm-hmm. they still mm-hmm. get some of those, you know, kind of cultural Perks. shared experience stuff, but then they're all, they're just completely independent, which I love. Uh, moving on to questions for the audience. This week, all parties supported the Working for Workers Act passed on November 30th, 2021. It includes the right to disconnect, a first in Canada. We know that since the beginning of the pandemic, lots of us have been working long hours and that simultaneously, our mental health has taken a tremendous hit. So we need this. This legislation will ensure that all employers with over 25 employees create a policy and employers have six months after the law gets royal assent to comply with the legislation. The question is, do you think this legislation is going to be effective, particularly for Black folks and other people of color? You just listened to episode 78 of The Drip. We're releasing pods on a weekly basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at The Drip T.O. You know, we love our many non-Black listeners, but a message specifically to our Black listeners, we hope that you know that this is a safe space for you. So if you have any feedback or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for the sounds you're hearing now. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. See y'all next time. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.